<laughs> Mrs. P. Hi. This is it. Yeah. Mrs. Prisbilski is on the Share Chair podcast. Welcome, of course. Thank you. You've been in a few of these. So. Are the student teacher of Mr. Tooney, just to clarify. Yes. Okay. In case anyone hasn't seen you before. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yep, I think if everyone sees you, but the majority of the school doesn't know, know who you I are. Am. Yeah, no, I'm a student teacher for Mr. Tooney. Um, I'm a student at Calvin College in my senior year. And I've been here since the first day of February, and this is my last week. You could provide such unique insight into education, just in that you've made the decision to make this your life. Why? Well, you know, it's, a, it's more of a complicated answer than it probably should be. Um, I loved the discussions that I had in my high school in literature and history courses. I loved the ability to be able to share ideas and thoughts and new perspectives and learn from each other in ways that I didn't find myself doing very often outside of the school. Um, and I wanted to be able to bring that experience to other people. I loved the discussions that we get to be had there. That's really where it started. And then as I started my education courses and they put us in the classroom right away, so you're observing and then you're tutoring and then you're aiding and then finally student teaching, the more I loved it and I realized how many ideas happen in a classroom when you can get students to talk and to speak and I am learning every single day and it's a wonderful experience. It's challenging too but it's so rewarding and um, I just I want to keep doing it because it's different every single day. I can't imagine being in a job that is just the same, the same, the same, the same, the same but I love how much it changes and I love the frustrations and the challenges. And what were some of those discussion topics from when you were in high school that like made you want to do this? Um, part of it was just really simple literary analysis. I know that sounds really terrible for some people, but for me it was like, oh my gosh, this book is telling this wonderful secret. Look what we just found. And I thought that was, that was the coolest thing in the world. Um, and then some of it was much more complicated issues of faith and man versus nature. I was born in Grand Rapids, grew up in Grand Haven. I went to school in Muskegon actually at Western Michigan Christian High School. I spent most of my time in Muskegon during high school. It's where most of my friends were from. It was sort of a meeting point from all the different schools that fed into that high school. And then I lived in Grand Rapids for the last four years at Calvin College and now I'm here in Spring Lake for basically the first time. These of literature stand out as... Yeah, there are some standouts. Um, one of them that kind of sparked it for me was a book I actually hated. It was called A Prayer for Owen Meany by John Irving. Yes, I hated that book, was glad I read it, but hated it all the way through, and then had such amazing discussions in my class, and I loved that. Um, Crime and Punishment, I absolutely loved. That was incredible, reading in high school with my high school class, trying to figure it out. It was an AP class, and very challenging, but I loved the way it made us wrestle with those things, not just the text itself, but the ideas outside of it and just surrounding it. And Jane Eyre is a personal favorite. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if there's any, anything about the literature itself. I just love the story. So. What does teacher training look like? Leading, like going through the four years at, at Calvin. Mm -hmm. Like, how does at that? At Calvin? Yeah. yeah. Mean, it's, it's super, Free. super overwhelming, but that's okay. Um, because Calvin is a small school, we have the advantage of once you get into these education classes, they start to narrow down from 100 level to 300 level courses. By the time you're in the 300 levels, you know everybody, and you're all dealing with the same things at the same time. So I like it because it has a built-in support system. Everybody knows exactly what you're going through because they're dealing with the same things. 
Um, it starts out with just a very short class that's only half the semester. It's a very brief introduction to what education looks like. What kind of things are we going to be dealing with? How do you deal with students who come from all different settings? Is, it, is, easy, is teaching as easy as it sometimes sounds? But the answer is no, in case anyone's not sure about that. <laughs> you start with two observations, one at the beginning and one at the end. It's your responsibility to go and contact your teacher. And then it's really, really heavy on educational theory and asking what does it mean to be a teacher. And they ask you every single course throughout my entire time at Calvin, even if you're taking multiple education courses at once, what is your philosophy of education? every time so you're rewording it constantly every semester you're writing you're taking this piece and you're rewriting it and then you're rewriting it and then you're rewriting it it was sophomore year it was a really intense or junior year it was a really intense pair of courses for calvin it's education 302 303 it's this joint course so every monday you're in the classroom with other in the classroom in the college classroom with your other teacher isn't teachers in training and then the other and that goes from 8 a.m to noon and you're there all morning doing mostly theory, some reflection, we de you design your first whole unit plan, you design different lessons, you design all of this really, really intense work and you put it online. And um, you do reviews of each other's work, but you're really in the classroom for an extended period for the first time. Mm -hmm. Culmination is student teaching. There are other courses in the middle there where you're in different classrooms and there's one that's specifically dedicated to putting you in inner city schools, mm -hmm. in schools where you did not, if you came from an inner city school, okay, what does it look like at East Grand Rapids High School, which is very white and wealthy. Mm -hmm. um, and then for me, who came, I came from um, Western Michigan Christian, which is also very white and fairly wealthy, and they put me into an inner city school in, in Grand Rapids. What does that look like for me? How does that change my teaching habits? What, how do I feel about education there versus education here? have had the experience now mm -hmm. in Spring Lake to make a little segue um, with AP English class. Senior IB. IB English. IB English. Senior, Senior English. English. And IB and um, drama, drama class. So what has been some of the most interesting things mm -hmm. that you've taught? or the How different two classes can be yeah. when they're the same class. So I, I mean last semester it was two sections of Senior English. This, section, this year it's two sections of IB English and they're just incredibly different classes. So it reminds me, it doesn't, it almost doesn't matter what the school population is, like you have to take that into account, but if this, it's all about the students. It's different students will respond ways to different things. So you can have halfway through a lesson, this isn't working, I need to change this, even though it worked perfectly last hour. You mentioned that Calvin has you repeatedly like rewrite your philosophy on teaching. Yes. And so what is your current philosophy on teaching? Because oh, I'm man. sure it's changed a lot. <laughs> yeah. And, and will continue yeah. to change. And will continue, yeah. Okay. I think education is all about helping to create people who will live well in the world. And that language forms people. Um, there's this terrific quote that was from an article that I can't get out of my head, the idea that language forms thought and thought forms language. And I think we all think in language, we all feel in language, we communicate in language. It's so embedded as part of who we are. And I want us to learn how to use language well. I want us to learn how to go into other worlds with it, how to put ourselves in other people's shoes, how to change our perspectives, and how to confront our, ourselves when we're not who we realize we quite want to be based mm -hmm. on those experiences. And how to confront other people respectfully and in love, even when we are sure, we're very, very sure that they are totally wrong. Mm -hmm. And how do we deal with those conflicts? And I think the classroom is one of the best places to do that. 
and to learn how do we express ourselves, how do we listen, how do we read, how do we do all of these things intentionally. It has really everything to do with shaping people, mm -hmm. you know, or informing or at least questioning thoughts and ideas and, you know, through language, through literature, through composition. It's just awesome, right? It's not yeah. a, really about what happened in chapter one no, on mean, that. I mean, I feel like yes. sometimes we need to know what happened in chapter one in order to talk about the things that True. happened in yeah. Indeed. But Indeed. other than comprehension, did you read, I don't really see the value. Yeah. What's been the hardest part of student teaching, of teaching here? Hmm. Questioning a lot, because questioning is good. I think I, I, I say a lot of things in questions, actually, as you said. Um, <laughs> But just the constant self-reflection is very difficult sometimes as well because I'll have moments when I'm in front of the classroom and things are not quite the way I want them to be and I can't decide whether I should just throw this piece out or whether I just need to push harder and whether I completely failed that lesson or whether it actually went well. Or what, and, that, and it's just it's challenging and part of it has been, it's been really rewarding to be able to connect with students and make relationships mm -hmm. with them and see those relationships change and grow over the course of just the three and a half months that I've been here. Mm -hmm. And there are also those moments where it's like, hmm, you still won't talk to me or look me in the yeah. eye. Shoot, like what, what could I have done to change that? Mm -hmm. And so it, it's the, um, the, the doubt, did I, did I do it right? Did I do it mm -hmm. enough? And I think that's always gonna be there and that's probably a good thing because without that, I'm not gonna be able to continue to evolve mm -hmm. and grow that way. But it is frustrating at times too, it's just, this is pure curiosity from a student who's been sitting in front of teachers her entire life and then sometimes being able to see a class fail <laughs> and then sometimes not even noticing. So what is it when you see, like what is it that you see in the students that you think, oh, is this not working or do I just need to push harder? Like is it them just not paying attention? You know, or it's like, honestly, it can be one of two different things for me, at least that I've caught in Spring Lake. There's one end of the spectrum where none of them are listening to this, none of them are engaged, none of, like, when we're trying to read a book and all of the books are closed or in the backpacks <laughs> or under the book, or like, that's the moment it's like, okay, they are not with me, they are not engaged with this, they are not responding to this. And then there's the opposite moment where you've asked a question and you're either you're fairly sure it's a really good question or you're sure it's a really easy question mm -hmm. and there's dead silence. And it, you're thinking, okay, did, did I not cover this point and they don't know if it's an easy question, do I need to reteach that lesson? Or is it, well, did I phrase the question so badly none of them want to answer? Do they not know or do they not want to talk? Mm -hmm. And how do I spur a conversation in a place that's resisting it? There been a moment that's like, that was great. Yeah. When everyone oh, was yeah, like, there have been, when they there have talk been lots, and everything. Lots of moments. Um, we, at the beginning of this trimester, so early March, we started my seniors, the unit on March, on night in March. And it's a book written by a Holocaust survivor, and it's a memoir. It's really, really difficult and painful to read, but it's really excellent. And at one point, we have this conversation about how does genocide happen and can it happen again? And at that point, I mean, the students were engaged and they were talking, they were answering questions, and they were looking up, okay, could the, they were looking up research and has this happened and could it happen? And, what do we do about it? And well, no, it can never happen like that, but maybe it could. Just these really honest, 
good answers that were reflective on society. We won't even get into the story that Mrs. Przybylski is also married and has been separated from her husband for these months because he's training in the army, right? I'm right, it's yep, the army. Yep. So, gosh, I mean, there's another half an hour discussion to be had there. <laughs> um, but to stay focused on teacher training and teacher. So it's the job search. And what, I guess, looking at time and realizing we should be done soon, what are you most going to take with you from your experience in Spring Lake as you try to get a new job in your next place? Yeah, I'm not sure if this is the answer you're looking for so much, but um, there are no right answers. That's right. (laughs) Not, Not to give up. And not to give up in the job search and not to give up on that student who won't quite respond and not to give up on this lesson that you know is really valuable but they don't quite want. And not to give up when you've had a bad day to come in the next day even though you don't know if it's going to be any better. But to come in and to just let it go. Um, Yeah, just not to give up on any part of it because it's worth it when it works. Mrs. Przybilski, thanks for being thank on the Share Chair. Thank you for thank having me. So thank you for having me at Spring Lake. And good luck in the future. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Share Chair. Stay tuned next week for a new episode.